you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages the redhead zone proudly brings to you the new age footballers i'm the pigskin sleaze jay that's the gridiron g dustin we're talking nfc vegas wind total projections we're going to talk about that but first we got to talk about some headlines and some life stuff what's up dude what's going on a lot of stuff going on that's for sure. Representing your NWO shirt, I see. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet. I'll tell you what's too sweet. I, uh, you know, I closed out the weekend with a lot of Taco Bell. Obviously got a chicken quesadilla, cheesy gordita crunch, and a chalupa. I got all vegetarian. Uh, I'm, you know, just changing things up. So I got beans instead of meat. Taco Bell. We have followers in Germany. Just come sponsor me, bro. How hard is it? God, what'd you have for dinner, Dustin? All right. I had oh, imitation man. crab meat. <laughs> you, he's been texting me about this for years now. I don't get it. I don't get it. If it's if it's an imitation of it, then why even exist? Why call it crab meat? Because it tastes like crab. No, it doesn't. Or does don't it? Don't you enjoy it? Not as much as if it was real crab. You didn't know it was fake crab meat your whole life. Then once you found out it was fake, you're like, what's going on here? I don't understand it. So I got a seafood soup. And now I understand why there's more crab meat in the soup. Because it's not even real crab meat. Not even real crab meat. Well, I'll tell you who's not, I'll tell you who's not sponsoring us. Imitation crab. No. Well, they shouldn't. It didn't, shouldn't even exist. I don't understand it. Get it really that fake bothers, crap out of really here. Really bothers me. That's why I go Taco Bell, man. And they got good vegetarian options. Taco Bell, where you at? Uh, you know, I, taco. I've, I've tried to. I think you know they have that in other countries. If you get like McDonald's or something in other countries, they like have their cuisine. Like when I went to China, McDonald's had like lobster and crab and like all kind of stuff like that. It's probably real though. It probably was real because they could probably get it there. I've been keeping it clean since then. You know, tonight I had uh, broccoli and cucumbers, but man, when it's episode day and Harrison, my two-year-old boy, doesn't eat his pizza, mm, I've got to wash it down with some pizza, you know? Yeah, you do that. Oh, gosh. I got my pizza. I'm ready. Let's talk. Let's talk headlines. First of all, first and foremost, above football, more important than football, I just got to shout out Greg Olson and his family. If you have not been following that online, his son had a heart transplant. Uh, they were able to get it in time, and he is in recovery. So sending positive vibes Greg Olson and his family's way, that's, uh, that's great news. That's really awesome to hear. He, and Greg Olson's a great dude, too. Everyone knows that. Yeah, he's a cool guy. All right. What else do you got? I want to talk about the uh, Tua situation, about the playbook. So, you know, they, he, in a press conference, he admittedly saying that in 2020, he didn't really have a full grasp of the playbook for Miami. And 
you know, almost as if that's kind of the blame for the struggles that he had. Listen, he last year was not an easy year for any quarterback to be a rookie, that's for sure, with the, the offseason issues and pandemic. and Justin Herbert didn't seem to mind. I was just going to say, you know, it could be an unfair comparison, but then again, not really. Tua was taken off the board, you know, as the QB1. And I don't know. For me, like, what, what we talked about the AFC odds for Vegas, you know, I see Miami having a, having a rough year this year. And to go and say, you know, that you didn't have a full grasp of the playbook, he's saying now he feels more comfortable. His OTAs haven't been great thus far. I mean, this throw throwing, you know, balls all over the field. I've read that he's thrown quite a few interceptions. So it's off to a rocky start, and there's no safety blanket this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick backing him up. So the offensive line's still not great over there. So, you know, that's, again, I'm still going to hammer that win total under heavy for 2021. Absolutely. And, you know, listen, I don't have a problem necessarily with him saying that. I think whether – you know, rookie quarterback side or not, that's always the case. Of course, you're going to have a better grasp on the offense your second year. Although it's not the same offense, they, they fired Chan Gailey and, and it's a new offensive scheme. But listen, the NFL, you know, not just on the field, but off the field works at a different speed. All players talk about that adjustment. And I think, you know, Tua, just like everyone else, went through those rookie adjustments. And now maybe he understands better how to be a professional and uh, and pick up the game faster, not just on the field, but in the classroom as well. Don't you so, think it was a little? Don't you think it was a little? You know, kind of, kind of an excuse. Excuse. Yeah. Who says? A very a little. Like, you yeah, don't want to admit really know that. Like you know, you don't want you don't want that yeah. out there. It took you longer to grasp a playbook. You know, that's still you on know, you. Yeah, it's weird. Two is a weird case in that. Listen, I don't. I. You and I have talked about this. I didn't like Tua coming out. I don't believe you loved him either. Um, you know, I definitely give him a lot of slack. But also, I think that the media, and, you know, we've talked about uh, why we started this podcast and the media going surface level. You know, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of media has already written him off saying, oh, what a horrendous year he had last year. And he did not look good. I mean, if anything, that really just solidified what I already thought about him. But, you know, he still played very few games and coming off a major injury. So I just think there's just been a lot of chatter about that. And I think maybe this is a little bit of like, hey, everyone back off. I'm going my second year. And I think it comes across a little excusey. I agree with you. If I'm Tua, just put your head down and work hard. You know, uh, I recall there was another player that didn't start at all as a rookie. And there was a lot of talk in camp about how he wasn't ready to replace the person before him. And he was throwing a lot of interceptions and it wasn't looking good. That man was Patrick Mahomes before his first year started. And that worked out okay. And you never heard Mahomes say anything about not starting year one or his struggles in camp. He just went out and did his thing. And okay, two is not Mahomes, but point being just, you know, just work hard and let's just get to the games and, and prove yourself there. Agreed. All right. Let's see what else we got. Here's a quick one. I don't really have much to say on this. Jamal Adams holding out from the Seahawks. I'm a Jets fan, so this just this just tickles me. Uh, hey, he, he got the he got the trade he wanted, but he didn't get the deal he wanted. And by the way, everyone, you know, people give the Jets a lot of slack, even though they got a ton for him. Keep in mind that at the time they were talking to Jamal Adams about an extension, and he wanted to be paid 
like a top five defensive player in the league, not top five, not number one safety, not even top five defensive back, top five defensive player in the league. I don't know if he's still seeking it. He's certainly not going to get it this year with the way the cap is. So I don't know what you're trying. You know, maybe he he's trying to get it. He oh, no, he doesn't. We we, we can he have a Jamal doesn't. Adams episode. I he, he does not deserve top five defensive player money. He's not yes, Aaron Donald. He he's not the you know. He's not You'll TJ Watt. This year. You'll see he's, it this year. He's not those guys. He's amazing, but he's not those guys. I don't want to talk about him anymore. All right, one more thing before we get into the odds. I said it on our last show on the Julio show uh, that I called him and AJ Greed Hall of Famers, and you did not have. Uh, a kind reaction to that. So I promise we'd look into it a little more. I got a few things to share. I'm not going to say he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I would, in fact, I would agree with you. He's probably not. Depend, it, but I would say it really depends how his next few years go. Let me let me tell you this. He's he's played 127 games. He's got 649 catches, 9,430 yards, and 65 touchdowns. If you look at the other recent Hall of Fame receivers. He's not quite there. But let me let me compare him to a few people. Do you think Chad Johnson's a Hall of Famer? Oh, you don't? Nope. All right. Well, well here's what I'll say. Is a lot of people have talked about that. Chad Johnson, 766 catches, so over 100 more catches, uh, 11,000 yards, so that's about 1,500 more yards, and 67 touchdowns. Only two more touchdowns. A.J. Green will surely pass him. Keyshawn Johnson. You think he's a Hall of Famer? Closer, getting closer. Borderline, but not. Still okay, not and you know maybe a Super he Bowl. Might get the votes though. He might get the votes, but Keyshawn, eight hundred fourteen catches. He's got more. Ten thousand five hundred seventy yards. Only about a thousand more yards. Sixty-four touchdowns. So he actually has less stats than Chad Ochocinco. So is AJ Green a Hall of Famer? Probably not. Maybe those other guys aren't Hall of Famers. I couldn't really say the bona fide Hall of Famer stats because they were much better than A.J. Green's. But if A.J. Green can put together two solid years here with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, he could really be knocking on that door. But if he kind of goes the way he's been going the last two years and does that Andre Johnson nosedive to end his career, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Not going to be in the Hall of Fame, my man. Yeah, but you think the Cardinals are going to have a great year. Do you think A.J. Green's going to have a good year? Uh, he's not going to put up the numbers. He's going to need to be a Hall of Famer. I think over the next two years, if he could get 100 catches, 1,500 to 2,000 yards, and like 15 touchdowns, he might be right there. Combined or in one season? Combined over the next two years. 100, so 50 catches a year? Yeah, maybe a little more. 1,500 uh, yards, maybe 2,000 yards. Hopkins is there. I like Christian Kirk better than I like A.J. Green. All right, quick question. Better year. We'll call it, we'll, we'll say fantasy numbers, just to have something to measure it. Christian Kirk or A.J. Green? Can't be telling you my stuff, man. Christian All Kirk. right, fine. More valuable to their team. Christian Kirk. You think Christian Kirk? Uh, you know, I can't quit A.J. Green. I love A.J. Green. Christian Kirk. Okay. Man. Well. I'll tell you what, why don't we segue directly from A.J. Green joining the Cardinals, and why don't we start the Vegas show part two with that NFC West 
and let's start it with the Cardinals. I'm going to go differently than I did in the AFC. I'm going to go from the bottom up. The Cardinals are projected to be on the bottom of the NFC West. Really? That's what I have. I'm on uh, Vegas Insider. Where'd you get yours from? No, I'm not, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just I'm surprised. Oh, you're listening to me. Yeah. Well, well, I think San it'll Francisco. make sense. I think we'll, it'll make sense as we go through it. San Francisco, okay. we'll talk about is proje- what's projected for ten and a half wins. But let's start from the bottom here. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get too excited on me, Dustin. Cardinals projected for eight wins. So not really the believers in Kyler Murray. Vegas isn't that you are. Uh oh, where's Dustin going? Dustin has left the screen. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm gonna take a bite of pizza. Oh God, he definitely yeah, got like a yeah, Kyler Murray yeah, jersey or something. I got my paper, baby. All right, you got your paper. I th- I really thought you were gonna come back with like a Kyler Murray jersey. I was sure you were going. Nah, to. Christian Kirk, maybe, but not Kyler. All right, so I got Car- <laughs> I got Cardinals projected for eight wins. Uh, not I. They sure Vegas. about that. That's what I got, man. Look it up. This is how you eight want to wins. spend a show questioning my sources? Eight wins. Eight wins. Okay. Well, this is if that's the case, then I have them this the best bet in both conferences, hands down. I'm shocked that their totals as eight wins. I did not see that. Um, yeah, I am I am smashing this heavy. This is definitely the best play for both conferences. I have this team winning between eleven and twelve games. Next year. I, I know. I don't. I know. I'm. You know. I'm kind of high on the Cardinals, but this is a this is a, a roster that. I mean, I know they're in a tough division and everything. Tough but division. I'm all. I'm all in on the Cardinals this year. I think they could win the division. To be honest, I'm all in on Kyler Murray this year. Cliff Kingsbury just came out and said that he looks like he's completely taken this offensive scheme under his wing and he's got it, you know, full throttle. They just Kyler Murray said he wants to run less. Did you see that? He doesn't have he doesn't have to run as much. I mean they just added boy AJ Green. Uh, he's he's gonna run. Um, look I, I, I think I think the offense got better. I think the defense got a good amount better. Um, so I'm not that high on the Cardinals like you are. And, you know, you can't just take the over on everyone in the division. So so this is hard because I like the other teams in the division, but just on its face, yeah, eight seems a little low. Like nine, with the like nine game. games, you don't see them winning at least nine games? It's – listen, you can't have – you're not going to have four people in a division with a winning record. You're not going to have the opposite of the NFC East last year, you know. I mean, it's, well, it's I very – I don't see the Niners winning. Well, all right, let's talk about it. So you got, you're got you smashing the over on the Cardinals. I'm taking the over, but I don't know. You know, uh, We'll see. Murray's got to stay healthy, and a few things got to go their way. The Seahawks are next. Uh, they are the third projected highest win total in the NFC West with nine and a half wins. So, you know, again, Vegas not totally loving the Hawks, uh, despite Russell Wilson and co., what do you think of this, Dustin? So they have the Seahawks at nine wins? Nine and a half. Okay. I, I guess, but yeah, I, I don't I, – I get the division's tough, but again, I mean, I have them at 12 games. This is uh, – I mean, you're dealing with Russell Wilson here. I mean, their offense is going to get better. 
their defense will be much better. I know you don't like Jamal Adams and everything, but I do see him as a top five defense player in the league, and he's a huge difference maker. If you want to call him a safety and throw poo at him, that's fine, but he's not a safety. He's an everything, and this team will be better than it was last year. And I think I think at the end of the season, you'll see Seattle and Arizona battling out for this title. Uh, well, Vegas thinks the opposite of you. You know, nine and a half. I think that's about right for the Seahawks. You know, I don't really believe in their defense, even when Jamal Adams came back healthy last year and he looked good, but they, they, still, they, they still bled a lot of points, a lot they of yards. Better. They were better. You know, well, they were better, but they were still letting up a lot of points a game. So, you know, I don't really believe their defense. Offense, I mean, they're returning a strong cast of characters. Let Russ cook, guys. Man, I wish you went and got Julio Jones. That would have been so much fun. What are you doing? But fine. I mean, God, it was a second-round pick. The Hawks should have done that. But anyway, I, I think nine and a half is about right. Uh, gun to my head. I mean, I guess I'm going to take the over. All right. This is the this is one that's going to shock you, Dustin. So just so you all know, Dustin agreed to not look at any of these over-unders before the show. So you're getting live reactions from him. That's why he's so shocked with what he's heard so far. 49ers, Dustin, 10 and a half wins. No, no way. I, Why? I'm going to be betting on all three of these. Why? Because I don't like – listen, the only thing I'll give the Niners, they could start out the season. Um, let me see here. I got to pull them up. They have an easy schedule in the beginning of the season, but I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't really like their offense. Their defense is still good, but they lost some key players on their defense. So – I know Bosa will be back with a full season. I just don't – I don't see it. They opened the season against Detroit, Philly, and Green Bay. That's the only reason why, you know, when I – Potentially 3-0 and right there. Yes. If Rodgers is not playing, which I don't think he will be. I just – this team, I just don't see them able to squeeze out as many wins in this within the division as you would think. Uh, I don't see them winning more than eight or nine games. You know, I think Trey Lance at some point too. They lost. I think we're going to see in week one. I think he'll have his special packages, but I think that the defense is going to be a lot better. You know, obviously both are coming back, but there's a lot of players. Herman's not there anymore, my man. He's probably going to end up resigning there. Who knows? But uh, they did it without Sherman last year. They played pretty decent defense. They did obviously lose uh, Robert Sala to my Jets, but I, I think they have a lot of players coming back on D. You know, if Garoppolo can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, he's a good player. He knows how to run this offense. And if he can't, you know, you got Trey there waiting in the wings who could run the ball aggressively, who could take those deep shots. I loved Debo Samuel. I love Brandon Ayuk going into his second year. I think he's going to really explode this year. You have Kittle, who's young and amazing. I mean, I like this team. Ten and a half. Wow. Man, that's, it's a Listen. little bit of a high number. We talked about this on draft night. Trey Lance is extremely talented. He's a very physical player, but he was the rawest of the bunch of these quarterbacks. So if he's coming in here, you're asking him to win double-digit games. And if he does you're not come asking in, the, not, not if Jimmy stays healthy. But if he does come in and play, that means Jimmy struggled. So I don't see the double digits here. I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo winning double-digit games either. 11's a lot. 11's a lot of wins. That's what so, it is. 11, you need 11 wins. You need 11 wins. Look, I'll take the under, but I, I don't feel good about it. I think this is a very good team. I actually really think they have a shot to win this division. Uh, in fact, 
you know, I said they were second with 10 and a half and Vegas has them ranked second, but the Rams are also projected to have 10 and a half wins. So clearly Vegas can't make up their mind between those two rosters. Uh, the Rams at 10 and a half is a really interesting one. It is, but that, that, I mean, the Rams is, is kind of a mystery because you don't know what you're going to get from Stafford really. If Stafford could stay healthy, then I think, you know, the Rams can blow this one out the park, but if he gets hurt, you know, he's been, he's had some injury. Um, he's had some injury plague seasons the last couple of years. He's got major back issues. He's coming on to a new team, Sean McVay. Um, yeah, this, this, their defense is still stacked. I mean, they, they have a great defense in Los Angeles, but it, you know, it's all, right. all it's all going to come down to Stafford really where this team is going to so, go. So, so you really talked mostly about my only concern with this team and not hitting the over on this projection. I think this is too low. And I think the only reason it's low is because Vegas is a little nervous about a Stafford, in, Stafford injury. Do you think Jared Goff's an above average quarterback? No, absolutely not. No, definitely not, right? Uh, Stafford is more than an above average quarterback. He's a great quarterback. At least he is when he's on the field and playing, right? Field, yes. Let me tell you how many games Sean McVay has won since he became the Rams head coach. First year, 11 wins. Second year, 13 wins. Third year, 9 wins. Fourth year, 10 wins. That's it. 10 and a half projected with an extra game, this seems just too low for me. Now, they don't really have uh, a real backup quarterback situation that can get them over 10 and a half wins if Stafford goes down, but they didn't really lose anyone on defense. I mean, they traded Brockers to the Lions fine to shed some salary, but, you know, last I checked, Aaron Donald is still uh, the best player that's a, not a quarterback in the entire NFL. Uh, sure, you lost Brandon Staley, but, you know, you're keeping the defense intact. The offense got better. Uh, you add Dejon Jackson, uh, which I think is an interesting element if he could stay healthy. You know, obviously, I didn't love their draft, what they did there, but it, this is too low for me. I, I'm not going to bet on a Stafford injury. And actually, for that reason, this was my third most favorite NFC win total. I am absolutely smashing this over and just praying that Stafford stays healthy. Well, and I think they're going to, and I think they're going to win this division too. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it really comes down to, you know, like we said, Stafford is, is the main key part in all this. Their defense right. is still stacked. If Stafford stays healthy, they'll probably be in the top 10 in offense in the league. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, I think yeah. McVay finally has a quarterback that he just can't wait to work with that can execute his offense, but also just do things on his own that just not a lot of quarterbacks can do. I'm really excited to see them play. They also game. have a very stacked running back committee with uh, Cam Akers will be in full, full throttle. With I also still have high hopes for Darrell Henderson too. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think they're both going to touch the ball a lot. I, I think – even though you have Stafford, I don't think you want him dropping back 30 times a game. Like you said, a lot of injuries. I'm sure it's going to be a run-heavy offense, maybe a little similar to that offense we saw when they had Gurley, except, you know, sharing more of the load between the running backs. But still, Stafford could just do so much more than Goff could do in his wildest dreams. Longer season, longer season. Longer season, very true. All right, 
Let's move on to a division you and I are very interested in. We've talked a lot about and actually has two of my top four favorite win totals in the NFC. I am talking about the NFC East. So let's start it from the bottom. You and I have talked a lot about how this is a rebuilding season for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, they have not shown a ton of confidence in him. They, they being Vegas, project Eagles for six and a half wins. Your thoughts? Um, Vegas seems to be on the same side as we are when it comes to Philadelphia being in a rebuild season. I see this team struggling. Uh, it's not that I don't like Jalen Hurts. I just don't think he. I don't know. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough year for Philadelphia. I think there. I have them winning it four to five games. I don't know if I would touch this one, though, because this whole division is kind of up in the air besides Washington. Even Dallas with the defense that they have is pretty scary. Uh, I see, like I, We talked about this. I think this team is going to send off a lot of their veteran players. Um, there's a lot of players that you probably won't see on this team. Gun to your head. Yeah. Uh, under. I would say under. So this was my fourth most favorite win total. I'm smashing the under here. I think the only reason Vegas projected them for six and a half wins is because they are just a little wary of Jalen Hurts potentially taking over some games with his legs. You know, he did show the ability to do that last year. And, you know, when you have a quarterback like that, you never know what you could do. I mean, look at Timmy Tebow when he was on that magical run with the Broncos where he broke both yours and my heart when he ended the jet season the regular season knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs which no one expected and then of course never started an NFL game ever again the point being is that you could certainly steal some games like that I think that's the only reason that this team is as is projected to have six and a half wins I agree with you that I think they start trading players I think it's going to turn into a tank year and I do not expect them to win seven games I mean that's what you're saying here that they're going to win seven games uh-uh I don't see it. I love this. I'm smashing the under. Next up on my list, He did New York. start another game. Started the game against the Patriots in the playoffs. Never started a regular season game. Never started another regular season game after the magical playoff run. That's what I meant. Thanks for getting so particular. Patriots played all those footballs. Might have been a different uh, outcome here. Very true. Tebow decided to go to the Jets with Rex and ruin his career. New York Giants, seven wins. Vegas isn't really sure what to do with Danny Dimes and this roster. Danny Dimes. Oh, God, did I just call him Danny Dimes? It's yes, Daniel Jones. Did. He does not deserve to be called Danny Dimes. We'll be throwing seven. them dimes up to Kenny G all year. Seven wins. <sighs> I wouldn't bet it, but I have them going over. Over? Yes, we talked about this. Well, we talked about every team because that's what we do here in the Redhead Zone. But listen, are you banking on the Giants being bad for this long? They're going to turn this thing around. The defense is like I am projecting the defense to really. I really think they're going to they're going to show out this year, and I and I think they'll be a top ten defense. Um, and I think I'm not I'm not the biggest Danny Dimes believer. But Saquon's back. Kenny Galladay's on the team now. I do like Joe Judge a lot. I do like, you know, Clapper. So. 
the clapper. You like, I, I, I don't understand why you like him as an offensive coordinator. When's the last time he's coordinated a good offense? He got fired from the Cowboys job while he was head coach. Yeah, because the Cowboys really know what they're doing when it comes to coaching. But anyway, listen, I I just I just see them turning this thing around. They've been bad for too long now. And I I, I listen, I'm not saying they're gonna win the division or I just think they're gonna I think they could win over seven games. I have them I have them winning eight or nine games this year because I believe in their defense. Their offense got better. I believe in the coach, and I, I, I just see them getting better. That's all. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't bet it, I would about, bet it no, but I, but I see them getting better. Yeah, I, I think the seven wins is about right. I think that we've talked about this before with the Giants. You don't like to bet against a franchise like the Giants because they typically do things the right way and teams like that just don't stay down so long and they've been bad for quite a bit now but i don't believe in daniel jones i you believe don't, in joe judge uh i don't i don't know how i feel about joe judge i think he runs a tight ship and i think he's doing a decent job but does that mean necessarily that he's a winning coach? Uh, maybe in the right team, but I think he has the wrong quarterback. I think he picked really badly at offensive coordinator. I really don't like this offense. It's really boring. You know, Saquon's coming back. I'll give him that. Kenny Galladay there is cool. Uh, by the way, by the way, have you already read the stories about Cardarius Tony? Early returns not looking so promising. I mean, obviously you never know, but. Who those? That's not what you want to hear about a first rounder. Listeners, just go ahead and Google it. I'm not going to get too deep into it on this episode. Maybe the next episode we'll talk about it in the headlines. Uh, I think the defense is definitely going to take a step forward for sure. They they were pretty decent last year, very quietly, and I think they're going to continue to get better. But I don't think they're top ten. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't see it. If I had to pick here, I'm picking the under. But I think it's pretty close. Look, the Giants typically do things the right way. I think at this point, I think they're treading water until the bottom falls out with Daniel Jones. And then I think you got to get rid of Gettleman. And if you get rid of Gettleman, who ultimately, by the way, he's made some not so great decisions during his tenure. But I think when we look back in hindsight and we talk about we were making fun of him for never trading back, but then yet he was not aggressive enough to stop the Eagles from jumping them in this year's draft for um, – Devonta Smith. I'm sorry, Devonta Smith, and ending up with Tony instead, who like could end up being a bust based on the early returns we're seeing so far. Yeah, that's gonna, I see this being the nail in his coffin, and when you do that, you probably have to start over at head coach too. So that might be a two to that might be a two year thing, but I, I think that's where we're at now, uh, and that's all I have to say about the Giants. Who wants to talk about this boring team anymore? All right. They're not even the primary New York team. They're not even the top two New York team. It goes Bills, the only real New York team, and then it's all about the Jets and Zach Wilson. Shut up, Giants fans. Come at me. Washington Washington football team. Eight wins. That's what they're – Yep, they have the Cowboys winning the division, and they have the Washington football team at eight wins. Listen, if you listen to our podcast, you already know what both me and Dustin are going to say. This is my second favorite win total to bet on in the entire NFC. I'm obviously taking the over. Tell us why, Dustin. Well, for one, Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback of this team it's now. Tragic. Defense got better. Division's still pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where they came up with that. I, I see this team at worst winning nine games. So 
I love what Ron Rivera has done over there. I really think I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will have this team behind him more than they were behind any other quarterback they had. I mean, Alex Smith, even if they were behind him, there's really not much he could do to elevate the offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick will elevate this offense. And I think talent that he has around him got better. You know, they, they added Curtis Samuel. Uh, Antonio Gibson will be in his second year. Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin are going to be dangerous with Fitzpatrick. The offensive line got better. The defense got better, even though they were amazing last year. Chase Young wasn't even healthy last year, and he had a good season. So uh, this team, I say minimum nine games. So, yeah, I'm, I would definitely take the over on this, and I would be pretty confident with it. Yeah, and they crushed the draft. It's going into Ron Rivera's second year in the program, and his teams have traditionally, you know, gotten better as long as he could build the team on, like, you know, the Panthers at the end that were kind of on that downswing as far as their roster goes. This is my second favorite. I'm absolutely smashing this over. You know, Fitzpatrick, I know from experience, can throw a lot of interceptions. But, you know, I also think for the first time in his career, listen, he's still going to have that uh, IDGAF mentality. Um, and, you know, he's going to sling the rock around. But for the first time, maybe ever, he doesn't have to be so crazy. He has what could be a really strong running game. He has an unbelievable defense. He has amazing playmakers to get the ball into their hands. Doesn't always have to be bombs. He could do that close to the line of scrimmage as well. And then, of course, he could keep everyone honest with just throwing up prayers to Terry Mc Scary oh, McLaurin. Magic. So, yeah, he's going to bring the magic. I love the over here. I love the Washington football team. Cowboys... 9.5 projected wins. They got to hit 10 wins to win you some money if you take the over. Kind of tough. Yeah, I would probably just leave this one alone. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm as big as a Dak fan as you'll find. I, I really like Dak Prescott a lot. This team, to me, is a, is a team that will be in a lot of shootouts. Uh, some they're going to win, some they're going to lose. So I think I think 10, 10 wins is a little too rich for me because uh, you don't even know how healthy Dak is going to be. That was a pretty serious injury he had, you know. So he looked he looked really good last year and earlier in the season. So, but I don't know. This this is one that I'm probably going to stay away from. Their defense is still not good. Um, offense will be high powered, high throwing. And I still don't like Mike McCarthy at all. Um, so I will be staying away from this one. If I had to pick, what is it, nine and a half? Nine and a half. I'd probably say under. Right. You know, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, uh, I think this is probably a spot on over under. If I had to take something, I'll take the over with the extra game. I'll give them 10 wins. But uh, I agree. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I do think Dak is going to have a really great year. I think C.D. Lamb might actually even emerge as the number one receiver in this offense. That's my, kind of my uh, my hot take there, that he's going to even be better than Amari Cooper, which is, uh, if you know me, you know I love Amari Cooper. And I, a big Cooper fan. I am a huge Cooper fan, but, I mean, just C.D. Lamb just looked really good as a rookie, and if he takes that next step in year two, we could be talking about uh, top five to maybe top 10 talent in this league, which I think Amari Cooper already is, even if he's not recognized as such. I think that the the scary part and why I wouldn't bet on this is because 
you know, Dak looked really good in the four games or whatever that he was healthy last year. And guess what? They still had a losing record. This defense is bad. You can't, you're not going to win more than 50% of your games if they're all shootouts because your offense is not always going to be putting up 30 points. You're going to have a game where maybe you only put up 20 points and that's not going to be enough with this defense, depending on who the opponent is. So I think this is tough. I just think, you know, Cowboys over the last, I don't know, decade longer. I mean, even going back to Tony Romo, they just can't seem to be much better than average. And, you know, with the extra game, nine wins is average. 10 wins is a little better. That's why it's exactly a perfect over-under for them. And they got to prove it. And I just don't really believe they're going to prove it. On offense, yes. On defense, no. Uh, from a coaching perspective, no. I don't see it. They open up the season in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's probably a loss. Well, you know what? I was going to give the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the the champion treatment and talk about them last. You know what? I'm still going to talk about them last. They, they earned that, uh, even though they probably cheated. Let's, Let's go. go. He's not the GOAT. Let's go to the NFC North. Uh, here we go, starting at the bottom. And this uh, hurts my heart a little bit, but this is arguably – actually, you know, I'm going to say Washington football team is probably my number one favorite over-under to bet on. I'm smashing that over. This is my second favorite. I'm changing the order here. The Lions, I hate to say it because I'm rooting for them. Five wins. I looked at the roster – I looked at their schedule. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get to five wins. Uh, listen, I see what I see what you're saying, but honestly, I think they can hit the over on this because I hope you're right. I really like I really like the coaching here, and I and I and I feel like there's a there's a there's a vibe in Detroit right now where. These these guys are gonna go. They're gonna give everything they have. I, I I'm not a big golf believer, but I think this team is gonna is gonna get some get some wins because I I think they could steal a couple a win not a couple they could steal a win from the Bears. They got the Bengals on their schedule. There's a couple other games in there. I remember when I was when I was looking at it, uh, like Green Bay without Rogers. So in in Green Bay, but no Rogers though. Maybe. Right? I mean, but even without Rodgers, I don't know. I mean, you know, Packers can run the ball aggressively against this team. I don't think it's going to be able to stop it. You know, they open up home against San Fran, home against Baltimore, at Chicago, tough place to play. I mean, forget their division games. I, I think the home game against Bengals is a possibility. Man, you travel. I wouldn't get it, but I'm just saying. I just, I just see them giving 110% effort every week. And I think towards the end of the season – they could probably squeak out another couple wins. And I think before you know it, you might be at the over. Yeah, I just – look, the reason I like smashing the under on this, if it was four and a half, I wouldn't feel as good about it. At five, the way I look at it is I'm either going to win or I'm going to push. I, I just – I really don't think there's a chance in hell that they win six games. You know, of course, anything can happen. Maybe end of the year if they're healthier and they're playing a team that's out of the playoffs, you know, maybe they could get a win or two there. But – just six wins is just way too many for uh, a completely rebuilding team. Uh, first, their receivers like really their receivers. You know, hey, everyone's talking about how good Cephas is going to be. Of course they are. Of 
course they are. Because what else are they going to talk about there? Hawkinson. So yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about the Hawkinson and uh, breakout and how amazing a year he's going to have. You know, I don't like Goff. I think he's going to get killed behind that offensive line. Although that offensive line got a lot better, I, they're not going to win six games. So this is why it's my second favorite. I'm smashing the under confidently, knowing that I may push. Chicago Bears, Bears. seven games. Going who's on there. Who's the quarterback? Uh, I, they're going to start off with Dalton, I believe. So they're going to get a head start on that loss column. Yeah, but we've talked about this before. These, these they're not going to. His leash isn't going to be very long. They're, they're, he, they're trying to win. They, they're, they're definitely on the hot seat here. So I, I, I don't know how long his leash will be. I don't think it'll be very long. I just feel like they're going to want their guy in there. One of the traded for is Justin Fields. They're already talking about. Um, I don't know. I it really comes down to him. I just don't see them. I don't see them winning that many games, though. I think I think the it's going to be a lot for him to come in here and and win, you know, seven games. So I'm yeah, um, you know, roster's okay. I would say slightly below average. Um, you know, I don't think they're at rebuild yet, but I think they could be heading that direction. We've talked about that in our uh, NFC North episode. Um, I don't really have much to say. I think seven is maybe a little higher than I expected, but it's pretty close to right. I'm taking the under. I just don't believe in the, I don't believe in the coach. They put together and, you know, at worst you're forcing Andy Dalton to continue to start games. And at best you're evaluating a rookie on not a strong roster. And also when you switch to a rookie mid season, it's more like, hey, we're evaluating our roster now. I don't think it's going to be midseason. I think it'd be way before then. But I also want to say, I mean, they did have Mitch Trubisky last year. It was pretty brutal. So, Marcus know. Mitch looked great last year at times. Dude, he was missing receivers deep by like 15 yards out of bounds. Yeah, but how much better is that than like the 25 yards from the year before? That's, that's, that's called improvement. And yeah, now I, he's got a chance at a Super Bowl because he's starting for the build. Got a chance at a Super Bowl. He might even unseat Josh Allen as the starter. No, of course not. But uh, man, I don't know. I just love ragging on Mitch Trubisky. All right, I got the under on the Bears. Minnesota Vikings. Have you ever seen a more perfect over under for a team every single year? Eight point five wins. I mean, that's just essentially where they're at every year. Are they going to have nine wins? Are they going to have seven wins? Or are they going to have eight wins? Uh. I like the Vikings this year, especially because if you have Detroit bad, no Aaron Rodgers, and Chicago under seven games. Wow, good point. This is your division winner right here, and I think to win the division, you need to win more than eight games. So, you know I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. The defense is going to be better next year. Uh, Dalvin's going to get his. You get another year of Jefferson and Thielen. Uh, I'm pretty much all in on this. It's one of my favorite ones. Wow, you know what? I was going to say over, but I was going to say that I don't feel great about it, but I didn't really look at the big picture of I don't like the Bears. Obviously, I don't think the Lions are going to be good at all, and that the Packers could be without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if they are, this is a lock that they're going to finish with better than eight and a half wins. This is a lock, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep my top four, what I already called it, but I would call this my fifth favorite pick in the NFC. I like the over a lot. You, You really swayed me there. Packers, 
I don't have much to say about this. They're projected at 10 and a half wins. I could talk about the roster, but I'm not going to. If Aaron Rodgers is there, it's over. And if he's not there, it's under. That's it. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, so I'm taking the under. I don't think there's a sports book that has this as available bet, though. Uh, VegasInsider.com had it at 10 and a half, probably because they wanted to put something up there. Maybe this was before all the drama and they just left mm-hmm. it there because they're not a website that's taking bets on it. So I think that makes sense that it's off right now. But I mean, I can only call what I see. I see 10 and a half. And yeah, if Rodgers is there over and if he's not under, easy pick. Yeah, if Rodgers is not there, they're they're bottom five team for sure. Okay, gun to your head. Is Rodgers there? No. I don't think so either. So we're on the under. He's going to be up. He's going to be the Jeopardy host. I agree. I think he's going to do it for a year. What do you think the over/under is going to be? Let's just say Aaron Rodgers says tomorrow, "I'm sitting out the entire year." What do you think their over/under goes to? Six. six I was going to say six and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. So, sure, bang the under if you could find it on the sites, so, people. So it's at ten and a half right now on Vegas Insider. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But again, I think if if it was a real bookie, they would they would not take any bets on this for sure. I mean, if he was if he was there and there were no issues, it would be over ten and a half. Probably, if you knew he was going to be there, it would probably be like twelve. I mean, there's zero there's zero reason to think that he would be there. You know, I guess people don't. It's not often you see players really sit out a year. I mean, other than Carson Palmer and Le'Veon Bell. Who has sat out a full season like that? And this is a reigning MVP. Those yeah. were, I mean, Le'Veon was money. Uh, who was the other one? Carson Palmer was kind of the same situation, but. Yeah, he just hated the Bengals and just didn't want to play for them anymore. And, and I think that's where Rodgers is here. He hates the Bengals. Yeah, they're, they're not saying anything to get him back here. They, they he's a complicated him. fella. Yeah. There's your dope of the week. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Dope of the week. Thank you for reminding me. It's you. You called your quarterback a complicated fella. I don't think he's wrong. Just, not, come, you don't say just that now. come on, what are you doing? Just say good things. Even if you hate the guy because he's making you look bad, you say, you say the nicest things about him. You get this man back in the facility no matter what it takes. God, what were You're you You're a Packers fan. You, like, hate Rodgers now? Like, no. Don't you, like, suck it up and play quarterback? I mean, I'm a Rodgers fan, and, I, and I'm and i not a Packers fan, but I'm a Rodgers fan. I guess that answers that question. But I'm mad at the Packers. You know, he may be a complicated fella. And, hey, I said it before, he may be a dick. Dick. He's a dick. <laughs> but uh, there goes my Taco Bell sponsorship. Uh, but he's the MVP. Just, God, just make this man happy. I'm moving on. We're going to the NFC South. We're going to start from the bottom and we're going to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the world championship credit that they deserve and let them come out last, just like if they were the WWE champion. We're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons, seven wins. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, they still have not, Matt Ryan. I know. I'm not. I'm staying away from this one altogether. Coach, reinvigorating the fan base and the team. This is a team that can win five games and then it's a team with Matt Ryan that uh, the defense is still uh, – the defense is pretty bad. but Defense is pretty bad. Uh, offensive line is up and coming. 
Matt Ryan's still there. Kyle Pitts is there. Julio Jones is not there. That's a huge factor for me. Uh, new coach, I would say probably, would you, would you say seven or eight? Seven. Hmm. I'd probably bet the over if I had to. Ooh, wow. That just went against everything you just said. I know. Is that extra game messing with you? I don't know. I just feel like Matt Ryan, you know, I just put my money on him. He's, these are the final years of his career. It's Kyle Pitts, if they can, they're expecting a lot out of him, a lot, usually a lot more than you would want to, you know, put on a rookie tight end. But damn, I just, I don't know. You I know, do I, like, I like their offensive line a, a lot more than most people do. I think it's getting, it's growing. You know, they put some draft capital into it, and they had some injuries there, so we haven't really gotten to see those young guys grow. And maybe if they stay healthy, they do take that next step as an offensive line group. My thing is, you know, I like Arthur Smith, even though I don't love the fit with the Falcons. Uh, I think Matt Ryan was already on the decline, and then you just traded one of the greatest receivers of all time. I think that the defense is bad. I think the rest of this division is tough. Um, you know, a couple question marks with the Saints and the Panthers for sure, but up-and-coming team, and then obviously the uh, in the Panthers, and then, you know, the Saints have a great roster outside of whatever's going to happen at the quarterback position. I just – I don't see them winning eight games in the Falcons. I think eight games is a lot, so I'm going to take the under and be okay if I push on seven. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah I think they can squeak out eight. That's why I was – It's possible, you know – it's possible, but I, I'm going to take the under. But, yeah, this isn't a bet I'm uh, rushing to take. Panthers, Vegas seems to agree with you and I that on this up-and-coming roster and management and coaching staff, and they have them at seven and a half wins. Nothing crazy, but uh, that's a pretty big jump from where they were last year. Yeah, that is a big jump. I'm surprised at that, actually. I thought Me too. it would be a little lower. Um I, I don't know. I, I don't think – And Darnold. I, I do love the direction that they're going. I just think this might be a year too early to expect them to have a winning season. Uh, I think they'll win six or seven games this year. You know, I, I think that so, – so, so what, you're taking the under? You said it was seven? And a half. Yeah, I think I would. I think even if they win seven games, it's considered a uh, a good season for them. It's a step uh, forward. I mean, they really took this uh, team down to the studs uh, when Matt Rule got there. And, you know, yeah. he's building it in his image. You know, you and I listen to our draft recap episode. It's a long one, but listen to that NFC draft recap episode. Uh, we absolutely love their draft. We love what Matt Rule's doing. This is a lot of wins. I'll also add that, you know, Sam Darnold, I think he'll be better than he was with the Jets, but let's face it, he has not won many games, and I can't pin that on him. Those Jets rosters were awful. But I'm going to talk about something else with Sam Darnold that doesn't get talked about so much. This guy has not proven he can stay on the field. It could very well just kind of be freak injuries and sickness because he had mono because he finally kissed a girl. But uh, yes, to New York, baby. But, but yeah, but now you're going to Carolina, and uh, I just listen. You got to prove to me that you could stay on the field, and you got to prove to me that you could play. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of tape on him from his Jets days, and Gase is awful, obviously. But there's just some things you see Darnold do that you have to say 
that's not Gase. That's on you. You can't look at the open receiver and then not throw the ball and hold it and then get sacked or try to dump it off or throw it to someone that's not open. He just, you know, he obviously went backwards in his progression. I'm not projecting that he's going to have more wins and losses until he actually does. And I think this roster still has some work to do, even though they've gotten a lot better. So I'm going to feel pretty good about this under here. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I just think it's a year a year too early before we start. Yeah, we both like the Panthers. I just I just think Vegas was a little off here. I think they're a little – we were excited about the Panthers. I think Vegas was a little too excited about the Panthers. I think Panthers. they saw that week one matchup and they got really excited. Probably. Here's an interesting one. What's New Orleans it? Saints, nine wins. It's a really strong roster. Who's starting quarterback? Who knows? Both of them. You have two starting quarterbacks. How about that? You know what they say. If you have two starting quarterbacks. It's a good problem to have. No, that's not what they say. They say if you have two starting quarterbacks, you have no starting quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know, man. I am not. I'm not picking them to win nine games. I can tell you that right now. I'll, the defense, we said it, it's very underrated. They don't get the credit they deserve. But I just don't see – I see a down year for the Saints this year um, only because, listen, Drew Brees is not there anymore. And that outside of the quarterback, even though his arm pretty much fell off his body, he's still a presence there. So Heart and soul. Without that presence there, they're not going to get better. They're going to get worse. So I don't – listen, I'm a Jameis Winston fan too, but I just – his game is a lot different than what you would expect in a Sean Payton quarterback. That's E, that's a W. And I think that's one of the reasons why Sean Payton is reluctant to name Winston the starter because we will be seeing a lot of Taysom Hill. And if Taysom Hill is the starter for this team, then I really don't see them winning nine games because I don't think he's capable of uh, leading a team. Um, with that being said, I will be taking the under here. I just – I kind of – I don't want to say the wheels are going to fall off this team this year. I just don't see them being as dominant as we've seen in the past. I don't see them being an NFC favorite at all. They're not going to win the division. They probably won't make the playoffs, to be honest. So I'm pretty down on the Saints this year. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. At nine wins, you know, you have to get 10 wins to make some money here. And I just – I think that's too rich when you don't really have your starting quarterback lined up. I actually think that Hill is going to win the starting job. I don't think that Sean Payton really has confidence in Jameis Winston unless he's made improvements behind the scenes that we haven't seen. But their treatment of him this offseason certainly doesn't look like a guy that made – uh, drastic improvements after his time with the Bucks. I think that if he did, uh, Sean Payton would be singing his praises and trying to boost him up, and that's not what he's doing. So I do think that Hill is the starter this year. I also think it's one of those years where they might end up going back and forth. I think Hill will be the starter, and he can run a lot, and he can kind of manage the game. But then if they're not winning enough games, they're going to say, well, let's see what we have in Winston. And then Winston's not going to eat too many W's. He's going to just actually throw a lot of interceptions because he's the interception king. And then they go back to Hill and back and forth we go. And, you know, when you have a team like that, they usually don't win 10 games. I just, I just foresee, like, a crumbling year, like Kamara getting hurt and the quarterback carousel, you know, like, I, that's what I see. 
Oh, I don't want to think that uh, Alvin Kamara is going to get hurt. I love him, but yeah, he's got a lot of tread on those tires. So, you know, uh, we'll see how this team goes, but just 10 wins, just, uh, just a little too much. I think we're going to, I know we're going to finish strong with the defending Super Bowl champions in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not going to tell you the over-under. You want to guess it? 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Good guess. No, let me work, baby. Let him work. So what do you think of 11 and a half? I have them at 12 and five, so. I mean, look at the division. The Saints, we just said we're not high on them. Carolina's not winning more than six. Atlanta, they're, you know, yeah, this team, it's the GOAT, baby. Come on. Um, No, I don't think it's the GOAT, but I do think, look, uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you had to pick one word that I use the most, what do you think that word is? Continuity, man. Continuity, man. I love continuity. You're returning all your starters in the same offensive scheme, the same defensive scheme that uh, maybe got better through the draft. I, uh, I I think that this division is has some strong rosters. You know, Saints a strong roster, up-and-coming team like the Panthers. But, but ultimately, I, I do not think it's a – very strong division. And I think that the Buccaneers are going to win 12 games. You know, you have that extra game that we have no idea how that's going to play out this year, but I I think that gets them the 12th win right there. And I'm taking the over. I'm not, you know, I'm not banging it too hard, but, but I am going to take the over and, you know, listen, worst comes to worst, you know, Tom Brady will find a way to cheat. So uh, that's how they get that 12th win. There you go. Hey, you're not cheating. You're not trying. Eddie Guerrero, baby. Uh, but uh, Eddie Guerrero is way cooler than Tom Brady, hands down. All right. What's your favorite? I already, I kind of said my favorites as we went, but I'll recap here. I think my favorite bet's the Washington football team over eight. I got my second favorite, Lions under five. I'm sorry, Lions. I'm rooting for you. I got the Rams over 10 and a half as my third favorite. I'd feel a lot better about, about Stafford's injuries. And I have the Eagles under six and a half. I actually really like that a lot. I might even, I might move that up to like number two. They're not going to win seven games. So I, I love that one too. What do you got? Give me, give, me one, uh, give, me, give me a couple favorites that you like the most. Definitely Arizona Cardinals over eight and a half. That's probably my favorite. My, I love Minnesota. Uh, I think you had them at eight and a half. Correct. And I, uh, I had the Cardinals at eight, so you can love that even more now. That's yeah, that's all day. I'm pretty probably gonna put my house on it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Seattle eight and a half. I thought that was too low. I'm pretty high on that one. And I, what was the other one I had? Oh, Saints under nine. All right, man, we got a completely different list here, but I, eh, I don't and really Washington, like it. I like Washington, too. Oh. Right, right. We love Washington, that's for sure. The Washington football team, WFT. All right. Well, since we said WFT, we're going to go back to our WFH, working from home. That's a wrap on this episode. And that's it. Hit me up on Twitter, at NA Footballers. I'm tweeting IG up. blowing up. Instagram blowing up at New Age Footballers. Hit up the Gridiron G there. Hey, Giants fans, I said your team's boring and you guys suck 
and Daniel Jones sucks. So hit me up on Twitter. Let's talk about it. Until then, see you at the same time, same place next week. We out. Peace.